0: Welcome to the Campervan Casts, the podcast where Dan and Lee will take you step-by-step through the process of choosing, buying, repairing, maintaining and converting your very own campervan, all via the wonderful medium of audio. And we're going to be filming it too, so you can watch it on the Coombe Valley Campers YouTube channel. This week on the Campervan Cast will be a campervan buying guide.
1: Absolutely. So last week we had Ryan from RDL talking to us about... What to look for when you're picking a vehicle. The actual van. Yes. Yep. And this week we are delving more into accessories and bolt-ons for a camper van and the inside of that vehicle as well. Yeah, definitely had to break
0: this down into two parts, didn't we? Because we really wanted to just, well, it's been that way from the start. We've had this huge array of subjects we wanted to talk to everybody about and quite quickly re-realised we, we needed more than a 45-minute to an hour slot to actually discuss things. So we've now broken the actual process of buying the vehicle into two parts.
1: And even that has been quite tight today. Now, we we don't script these, as I've said before, and today we have written down all the key points... So um, (laughs) of what we need to mention just so we don't forget anything yeah there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot isn't there there's a lot to check and there's a lot that you need to be sort of considering and it also depends on i think what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and now one thing i was thinking was if you're not looking for a project and you turn up and you find a vehicle that maybe is a project
0: yeah then you can just walk away
1: absolutely um so yeah there's lots to you've got to be strict yeah I think that's one of the things as well. We didn't mention it last week, but you're not incli- you don't have to make the purchase. If there's something telling you that you definitely don't want to buy that vehicle, there's nothing stopping you from sort of turning around and walking away. I- I've had it before where I've bought a vehicle and uh, the person's going, Oh, if I sell it to you that, I'm making a loss. And it's like, it's not, at the end of the day, that's not your problem.
0: You are there to buy a vehicle for you. Yeah. You're not there to appease the salesman, you're not there to appease whoever you're with it's down to the van but before we get into any of it it is the 22nd of february and if you're in the uk and you're listening to this you know that we've been under lockdown for a little bit and we might actually be getting some news that we might actually be able to start living a bit of a life of normality again
1: yeah so the the press conference comes out this evening and this goes live on thursday so when this comes out the decision already be made so do we need we to do no shall we do 20 different outcomes quickly and then we can dub in the right I don't one? Know if we'll have time for that but no i think i'm hoping that, our predictions i'm
0: hoping that we can just start going out and enjoying our vans again
1: yeah just a bit of normality especially the people that are on their own it's obviously been a lot tougher for them if you've been stuck indoors yeah so it's it's a difficult time for some people so yeah hopefully yeah a little bit more back to back to 2019 i guess
0: i hope so Okay, maybe leave that down in the comments. Where will you go? When we when you're allowed to take your van out again, where will you go? That's a good I one. I think,
1: yeah. Where would you go,
0: Lee? I might I tell you what. In between the lockdowns we had last year, my wife went to North Wales. And I've spent a lot of time in North Wales back in my military training days because we'd walk over the mountains or we'd do what's known as adventure training up there. We'd do lots of... Caving, kayaking, all sorts of stuff. Mountain walking. And I I was at one point an instructor in in mountain walking. So I know the area. And ever since my wife went up there last year to do the big zip line.
1: What's it called? I can't remember it. Something like that. It goes like 100 miles an hour. It's like a 100 mile an hour zip line.
0: And she did it. And she really wants to do it again. And she actually bought me the same experience as a gift for either Christmas or birthday. I can't remember which. My birthday and Christmas were quite close together. When we're allowed to go away in the uk again i definitely want to go back up to north wales so if anybody's listening from north wales and they want to recommend maybe a campsite or something that we can go to definitely definitely go up i mean i'm a big lover of wales anyway but um she definitely wants to go back we've got a ticket to go to that zip line again so yeah there's no want expiry
1: to go. on that is there uh, i hope not i hope not <laughs> hopefully we can at valid least for use 30 it days. <laughs> yeah, we can
0: hopefully at least use it within the year and what about you so if we get if we were to get relieved of our restrictions tomorrow, where would you go? Where would you go camping?
1: Oh, so if it was tomorrow, where would I go camping? I, was, I quite like the local spots. Yeah, we've got some Where we are in the southeast, we've got some really nice places that you can go to. Up to Buell Waters, a nice little drive. So I would love to go up to the Lake District, never yep. been up there. Um, so that's one place. The one thing I was thinking of was I've still got tickets for Bug Jam. Oh, so that's one of those one things. One of my favourites. Yeah, I <laughs> bought those beforehand, and obviously they they roll it on, yeah, and yeah. it would just be nice to be able to use those. And, and that's
0: going to be the case with a lot of people who have had tickets for shows for 2020, and even a couple, You know, the show organisers out there. We've got buddies who are show organisers, and they've had to keep rolling things, and it doesn't look like shows are going to be on this year either. Potentially by the end of the year, depending on how, I guess,
1: vaccinations and stuff go on. But Yeah, it's difficult one to predict, isn't it? But from what from our point of view is if you've bought those tickets where they were so long ago now, it's sort of when you get around to going, it almost feel like you're there for a bit like sort of free 'cause it's it's so long ago since you bought the ticket. That's right. So that's one of uh one of the things I'm looking forward to.
0: But saying that I don't even have a camper van that's on the road at the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh that's built? A couple so...
1: in a couple in progress, yeah. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I took my van off the road, gosh, over a year ago now. And um we were meant to get it built last year wasn't really worth it want to get it built this year are we going to get it done to the standard we want to i don't know so if the restrictions do get lifted i don't even have a camper van to go away in per se
1: no but you've said before you don't mind slumming it in a tent and with just your toothbrush i remember you saying in recent weeks So yeah, we're gonna hold you to that yeah when it's well, chucking it down you're we'd going to like to get
0: the double cab done and up and running so we can at least use that as our adventure wagon yeah, yeah. good five-seater vehicle we can chuck the mountain bikes in the back we can chuck a paddleboard in the back yeah, I, I really look forward to going away in that. Absolutely. So, I'm now thinking about it. I'm just thinking about going away camping with the kids because they absolutely love going away as well.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's sort of telling them that you still can't do it and stuff. It's just sort of trying to explain everything. But yeah, there is light at the end of a tunnel, we hope. So, we hope. Yeah. So by
0: 6 pm this evening, or by the time you listen to this you may well have an answer or a result. So let's just hope things are going on. So, yeah, we won't talk about the actual situation. We will just continue to talk about what we're going to do and enjoy. Oh, yeah, just (laughs) thinking about it now. Absolutely thinking about it. It's a really good thing to aim for if you are looking at buying a camper van, obviously, and we discussed this right at the beginning. Lots of people don't have that option now of going away on holiday that they may have done. In years previous so owning a van converting a van going away in a van is their next best option and so we want to talk to everybody today about what to look out for when buying a camper van absolutely last week was the van this week is the camper
1: yep and one thing we have done this week is we put out a little poll on our patreon page which i like to mention so if you are on our patreon page you may have seen it um, we put it out earlier today which is the monday of recording and we basically asked the people on there a question we thought we knew the answer to, which turns out we did, is sort of what, how to say it, what sort of state the vehicle was in when they bought it, uh-huh. whether they bought an empty van, a partly converted van, a fully converted camper van, or a restoration project. Sorry, so those once again. There's four options. Yes, so an empty panel van, yep. ready to do yourself, a partly converted camper van, so maybe like a day van or a uh-huh. combi or something that's sort of half there, a fully converted camper van, all ready to go... The next day or a complete restoration project well that's hard to say i'm gonna leave that one there <laughs> we've had 15 votes in total what do you think the main summary
0: of that was people who watch this channel i reckon maybe empty van because if you're a supporter of this channel at all you you like the element of building your own i'd say is that what we yeah are, so that are was on?
1: 12 votes for empty van really None, partly converted, none ready to go, and free project. So brilliant, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting actually to sort of. It's a restoration find out. project. There was three people there was a doing restoration as well. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Um, and we've asked for their stories of why they chose that as well. So we've got a couple that we can we're going to drop in. Go ahead. Throughout, we've got one. The first one here was from Al Murray, who has um, been one of our patrons for a couple of months now. Yes. Good day, sir. How Q&A are you? Q and a few times. And um, he was on a look, the lookout for a van for two years. So was really spending a good amount of time. I think to, that's really sensible. Yeah, he didn't go and buy one straight away. Um, Certainly
0: didn't have his rose-tinted specs on.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to read exactly what he said. So it's been a dream not only to own one, but to convert one as well. Finally found a decent van without the Starship mileage. So fairly low miles. And he got his hands on a 2007 T5. He has a young family and would like to make some memories with them. So he thought, why not? As always, he was late to the party. Um, so with down, all the suppliers had sort of quite a long waiting times. Um, but then, yet yeah, followed our videos and had used some of the companies we've promoted, such as um, Deadening, Rain Automotive, Evo Designs, Custom Shop Designs, and this is the most important bit. So far, so good. Yay! <laughs> so it's all on track. I well know. Um, and yeah, he's just hoping to get it all done and ready for the um, good weather. So that's a yeah, a nice story absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Talking of weather, we've just had a wonderful weekend of weather down here in the South East, haven't we? Managed to get away. Felt like a breath of fresh air to have a nice yeah, weekend. you made the most of it. Absolutely, you? yeah. We went went walking, ended up at Nudis Beach. Not intentionally, but... A bit cold for that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. There was a brave soul completely in the nud down there as oh, well. Really? <laughs> yeah, about three o'clock it was, must have been maximum about 15 degrees. Are you talking about yourself in third person again? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but um, yeah, very brave bloke. And luckily when we walked down onto the beach we certainly steered the kids away from them. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no definitely waiting for the for the finer weather and obviously the restrictions to be eased. Um yeah, can wait for that. But no, that's a great first point there, I think. Patience. Yep. Now I know that vans are at a premium i know vans are in high demand at the moment however that shouldn't deter you from holding out a little bit to buy the right van
1: yeah i think from the start we've said don't go and buy the first thing you see if you're not sure on it yes you can get a good one but yeah there's no rush and i think that's the thing with stuff like camping if you miss it the first year there's always next year absolutely and depending on how you build your van, you might even be able to take it out in the winter as well.
0: Well, and if you're late to the game, say you don't find the right van till late summer, you can always just throw a mattress in, you know, one of these blow up mattresses, and just get out there and just enjoy a campsite, whatever, whatever it yeah, may yeah. be. But no, I think that's a great first point. Just be patient with it. We're looking today then. Last week was the van, how to buy the actual vehicle, and that'll yep. cover a lot of people who are listening to this maybe because they are just looking for the van to buy. Yeah. And I make no apology, but We didn't go into the specifics of what to look for when buying a vehicle because that can change for each vehicle. So if you're buying a 40-year-old T3, you're buying a 30-year-old Transit, or you're buying a 5-year-old T5, T6, there's all going to be different things to look out for and specifics to look out for. So we're not going to cover that today either. What we are going to cover is the specifics to look at if you're buying a camper van in particular. So we're not going to concentrate on mechanical. We're not going to concentrate on bodywork. But we are going to concentrate on the specifics, and you have come prepared with a list.
1: Yeah, I've got a few notes, and actually what you've just said about not going into each specific vehicle is a really good point, because... They they fail in different places. Yep. I know some of the older transits, the um the door, front doorsteps are a really known place. Some yep. of the older camper vans, it's under the windscreen. Yep. And there are a lot of resor- resources online for those vehicles. There's forums, there's Facebook pages, yes. and there's so, many, so much information. So if you are after a vehicle in particular, have a look at what goes wrong with those. And then when you're looking at one, you can take that into account as well.
0: Or you can take somebody who knows those vehicles very well, specialists. that we Specialists, have, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we covered that in the last one. Ryan mentioned that, didn't he? That you know, take your vehicle to a specialist. And I think that's a great first point. If we're just covering the vehicles again, uh, we want to highlight that. If you are unsure about the vehicle and, you know, its mechanics in particular, definitely A, get a specialist and B, get an independent inspection by the likes of the AA or the RAC might be the best 150 quid you've ever spent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the camper element itself, we're going to start with the outside of the vehicle. Yes. Because that's how we want to separate it to start off with, because obviously if we just go in with the first thing we think of, we're going to be going from left to right and up and down Mm. all sorts so we're going to stay with the outside because there's quite a lot of additional extras you can get with a camper van on the outside the first one is fiberglass either um, pop top roofs or fiberglass high top roofs so what would you look out for with those
0: well first of all i'm going to say don't trust the postage stamp size picture you've seen on your phone on your ebay listing on your facebook listing if you can try and find the Try and view the vehicle in person, and if you can't, get some detailed photographs from the seller. And if they're a decent seller, they should be very happy to send you those pictures. But yes, starting with the roof then. So yeah, we're going to methodically work around a van here so we don't lose track of it. So yes, starting with the roof, if you have a van with an elevated roof, sorry, we're going to start with a fiberglass high top. Um, and this can cover anything from again like a Ford Transit or uh, an older VW a fiberglass elevated roof is designed to provide you with more standing space in your van and they come with their own sets of problems the first off being is the condition of the fiberglass they seldom get cleaned properly because they're so high and they're quite difficult to clean they seldom get Sorry, they quite often get damaged by low-lying
1: branches. I've seen a lot of ones with big dents in them. That's right,
0: and they very often get repaired poorly by the home mechanic um, trying to patch up a dent in the roof. So you're looking, first of all, at the overall condition of that fibreglass high top or that fibreglass cap, and you're also looking at the topmost point of that fibreglass cap, which is more than likely going to be a skylight of some sort. Skylights are known to leak. The polyurethane or silicon sealant that's used to waterproof those again because they're seldom cleaned can degrade over time, it can also have a leak potentially Yeah, that again might have been disguised by patches and patches and patches of silicon someone's like gone up there to try and patch it over and over or the actual cap itself might be cracked so a good place to look at if you can is start with right at the top of the vehicle, have a look at the condition of the fibreglass top, um, if there's anything bolted to it potentially such as a, a solar panel Yep. Yeah, the solar panel's in good condition. If it's damaged, broken, or even you know partly missing, yeah, yeah, because again they can be the first things to get hit or damaged. Definitely the 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 cap of the skylight is very important. We'll move into the inside later, but operation of the skylight is very important because a lot yeah, of them are open, I, don't you?
1: Yeah. And I think as well with the if it's got a leak and stuff on the outside sometimes you won't be able to tell but i mean as you said earlier if the sealant's all looking a bit loose or if it's got uh, maybe scratch marks or if it's p- falling apart in places and that's a um, key point and i think as well just straight away if you are looking at an older vehicle it is likely that that might be the case and if everything else is absolutely perfect apart from it's got a bit of a um, dodgy um, skylight or something it could be a quite a, a simple fix if you're looking at doing a bit of a project on yep. it i mean the skylights themselves r- sort of range anywhere between sort of what, 40 and 100 pounds so Depending it's not, on a, the size, yeah, yeah, it's not a massive ticket item so if it hasn't done too much damage already and you are fairly handy and would like a bit of a project don't write off a vehicle maybe just because it's have we done a skylight video we haven't yet have we no we haven't maybe we shall yeah and then we
0: can do that in the future yeah yeah great place to start definitely with a roof now on t3s or type 25s depending on what you call them a fiberglass roof can be also a source of leak and or body rot on the roof of the vehicle that it is sealed to or screwed to these vans now are getting to 35 40 years old and if water gets underneath that fiberglass cap water and dirt will harbor under there And then, when the vehicle moves and the fiberglass moves a little bit, they will rub onto one another. They will slowly wear the paint away from the metal. They will then rust the metal, and you can end up with big gaping holes in your roof or zero gutters. So, I've seen a lot of camper vans that have the fiberglass tops. They've had them on for 35 years. Water's got in and done its best at rotting out your roof. So, definitely, obviously, we'll move back in, we'll move inside later again, like I've said, but signs of damp or you know, discoloured carpet on the inside of a vehicle is a potential sure sign that your roof is leaking. So, yeah, they're the bits and pieces I think on a fibreglass high top,
1: and obviously the fibreglass um okay. other areas could be on a pop top. That's right. So the tops of them are more often not fibreglass. Yep. In one form or another. So with the pop top, there's a couple of things you need to check, isn't it? There? There firstly the top of it Uh like you've just mentioned exactly the same way yeah check for damage dirt debris potentially you've got skylight
0: in it check all of those as well
1: yep and then the actual lifting mechanism Mm and the mechanism that basically try and get it up and hydraulic struts that was poorly worded (laughs) hydraulic Um, struts
0: hinges they can all wear out yeah if they're not maintained they're not cleaned yes the hydraulic struts can wear and be very difficult to get it up Can't believe my alarm's just gone off. Do apologise, everybody. So yes, there's a lot of things to look at with the mechanism itself, even the locking mechanism. You know, and some of these older vans, the locking mechanisms have been repaired more than once or they've been bodged. So if you are going out to view a vehicle and it has a pop top or an elevating roof of some sort, definitely make sure that's pushed up into its topmost position
1: and ask for a ask for them to do it as well because a demonstration, yeah, a demonstration because they're not all the same. So there might be this one that you're looking at might be a particularly strange way to use it and the previous owner will know how to do that anyway and it might save you 20 minutes on the campsite trying to work it out and also check you're strong enough because i've had to deal with that as well And like all of these comments that we're saying
0: and all these observations we are talking to you about today are based on what we've seen on camper vans in the past you know between us we've worked on i'm not going to say hundreds but you know, over 100 vans in the last five years, and they've all got their own uh, differences. And we've heard from all of the owners of those vans about what they find difficult or annoying with the van. And one of them in particular is the fact that the mechanism for the roof was so heavy to lift up. They wanted us to replace the struts and all this and the other. So definitely an operational check on the roof. Yeah. Because you might be too small. To lift yeah. up the roof, or you might be too yeah. small to bring it back down again. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Do do a functional check of that roof for sure, because yeah, that's something you probably wouldn't think of when you're going to Mm-mm. view in a vehicle. Um, and the, what the what the owner might do is go, yeah, roof goes up, roof comes down, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but they might know the quirks of getting that roof up and down, and when it comes to you, like you say, being in a campsite, all of a sudden. You know, it's Gale Force Wind or whatever it may be, or it's it's lashing down hard, you've got no option but to put the pop top up and all of a sudden, boom, you can't yeah, do it. Because... We
1: found that when we went camping, there was a break between the two lockdowns and we were we've sat up, we got our awning out. It your awning. It I by Borrowed. Oh, yeah. And we were sat there and a T5 pulled up. It looked fairly new. It was probably their first out, and they looked like they were having some proper issues with it and everyone was going to me, you're going to go and help them? You're going to help them? I was like, I'll give them a minute. I'll give them a minute. And after a while, they got it. Oh, really? And they sorted it out and they, yeah, they had their That's there. what
0: convinces some people to actually buy a camper van, isn't it? In, in a different situation, you might spend three hours trying to put up this tent. Yeah. Then you're sat there after you've put up your tent, after fighting with it for three hours, and all of a sudden Yeah, Mr and Mrs Bloggs turn up next door, turn up with their van, pull out the deck chairs and drink a beer. They're done and set up in five minutes. So yeah, I understand
1: entirely what you mean there. But no, uh, going back to the pop-tops, the canvas. Yes, which is the main one because if it is torn or damaged, they're not... Or mouldy or rank or... They're not super expensive, but they're potentially more expensive than you might have thought for... A bit of canvas at the end of the day it's, yeah it can ma- be a deal breaker yeah for sure. because especially if you've got an older vehicle like the um the rymo roofs and stuff they are you can only get sort of original ones for it or custom made ones so yeah it's not a fact of oh, okay well as a whole i can patch it up yeah technically i guess if you want to do a quick fix you could but the condition of that actual canvas is very important yeah rymos on the older t4s for example they go Damp
0: and horrible right in the back of the roof. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely things things to look out for. And yes, worst case scenario, getting a replacement canvas and then having someone replace it could set you back a grand. Yeah. All in with labour and parts. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, that's not a bad, yes, it's a lot of money, of course it is. But yeah. to make your van waterproof and comfortable.
1: Again, it goes back to the thing as if you've got the budget in it and that's the only thing wrong with it, then yeah. it, but it needs to be taken into account. Maybe come away from there and go okay well i think about it have a look online how much it's going to cost for a new canvas um roof and then you can make the decision and the places potentially if they've got opening windows or any zips make sure they're all in good condition absolutely 40 year old zip it might get stuck or or it's been bodged yeah where the um what the they call the hinges yes that's yeah. the one where the hinges meet the canvas that's another place that can easily yeah, the get hinges can like the hinges connect like like scissors, scissors. Yeah. yeah so they can cut straight through it so that's another definitely place to look definitely
0: at. do an operational check and again if the owner is or the, the owner or the buyer sorry the seller if the seller is a good one they will let you mess around with it for as long as necessary yeah if they want that sale and they're asking good money for a vehicle for sure they'll let you just do what you want with it should let you do what you want. And also, another place to check for cleanliness is around the base of the canvas. Say, if that van's been laid up for six months and they haven't even lifted the roof, there'll be a whole load of dirt and leaves and crap all sitting around underneath that fiberglass cap. And oh, that can then have an effect that, yeah. on the canvas too. Yeah, um, and you're looking at the sealant around the canvas, again, okay, we could go deep into it, but um, in reality... If you need a canvas replaced you could be looking at up to a thousand pounds yeah it's a good thing to check and also all of these things that we're telling you today they could be like bartering points yes if you've got this list and what we could do and what i think we should do is transcribe what we're talking about today and make it into a list of things um, for you to check, almost a tick list. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to look out in a van and look for a van, I don't know, whoever's listening might be very busy with a pencil and paper right now going, right, okay, got to check this, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Yes, you've got to check these things because at the end of the day, if there's a tick next to one, that's not a bartering point, but if this is damaged or that's damaged or the hinges are broken or the canvas is ta whatever it may be, that is a good bartering point. If they're asking for
1: top money or top whack for this canvas. Yeah, van, and if they're selling it as... Oh, it's got a fully working pop top, and you and can see that one of the hinges doesn't work, and there's a massive hole in it, and it's not And that'll go working. with everything we
0: talk about today. This could all be... Obviously, we're not trying to make it hard work for the sellers, but if you're a good seller, you would have this sorted before you even put the damn thing up. Yeah. Or your price reflects the damage and the uh, discrepancies that that vehicle may have, so... Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, just making it hard for
1: everybody and easy at the same time. <laughs> and after that, influx of information. I think we'll take a little break to go over one of them. Yeah, patrons man. So, again.
0: So we've gone over, just to recap then, we've gone over the roof. So fiberglass roof, you're looking at the condition of the actual fiberglass itself, whether it's yep. clean, whether it's serviceable, whether it's not damaged. You're looking at the caps. And if when it comes to the ca- uh, pop top, you're looking at the mechanism, the canvas itself, um, and the condition of the bodywork around that as well, because the last thing you want it to do is leak.
1: Yeah. Super. Because that then causes loads more problems down the line and could ultimately affect everything inside. And incur more expense. Yeah. Um, so our next Patreon little story is from Jamie Hill. And he... I Hello, don't Jamie. Think, I don't think he participated in the poll because his first line is, he doesn't own a van yet. So right. what he's actually doing is, what we've said to do, is to do all the research beforehand so yes. he's watching our videos to see what he can and can't do uh-huh. and i'm hoping he's listening here now hey jamie so yeah he's looking to get a type 25 project this year um, he's looking forward to the hours of cruising and then oh no i've read that wrong cursing <laughs> bruised knuckles blood sweat and tears that was a weird line if it say cruising but yeah he's obviously he's prepared for a fight he's prepared yeah he's prepared to get you know roll up his sleeves get his hands dirty and get that fixed no good man yeah and he's just saying he's watched the channel and he's hopefully that one day he'll have a project that he can be proud of we say so, yeah. he could be a lady i don't know could it jamie doesn't yeah that's a good point yeah i didn't think about he or she so Jamie, whoever you are. Good yeah. luck with that.
0: And uh, I'm glad that the videos and information we have given you is of help.
1: Yes. Um, so we can do another one of those or we can move on. I think let's let's move on to the next yep. one. What are we on now? So we're still on the outside and yeah. we are talking about awnings. Yes. Now I've seen a couple of camper van sales where they've got a driveway awning included in the sale. Uh-huh. Cuz obviously if you you're selling a camper van and you're not planning on getting another one the drive-away awning isn't much use to you. Uh-huh. Um, they do go for a lot of money new, drive awnings. They range, again, they, you can between 1 and 600. Is that a good I range? would say
0: that is a good top end for a drive-away awning. And it, for those who don't know, a drive awning looks like a tent. It looks like a big dome tent. Yeah. And what it will do, it's called drive-away because you can erect the tent next to your van and then attach the awning to your van via an awning rail, a C-channel yep. rail. And then what it's designed to do is slide off the side the attachment is designed to slide off the side of your van and then you can take your van out away for the day, whether you're going to a tourist spot or going out adventuring or going out walking whatever it may be, and then when you pull up back to your pitch on your campsite yeah. or wherever you may be you can then just rock up back to that awning and have your little area of what am I trying to say? Your base Yeah, you're extending your camper van area That's right, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. And So, so you're, you go away with a van full of stuff including the awning, you can then move that stuff out of the awning so you can go out in a fairly empty vehicle for the day. So, yeah, lots of advantages to having a driveway awning. Um, But, yes, carry on. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so with the driveway awnings, I think if they're selling it as part of the vehicle, if they're sort of the price doesn't reflect it and they're sort of throwing it in, then, yeah, that's a bonus. But if the price reflects that they're saying, well, it's got a £400 awning included, I'd personally want to see that put up as well. Because if I'm paying four hundred pounds for an awning, that's maybe worth six hundred. Uh-huh. I'd like it to reflect that four hundred price. So I'd like to get it, make sure all the poles are there, make sure it works, make sure there's no big rips in it. Because mm-hmm. once, if you're be- if you're buying from private and the awning's thrown in, so, oh great, you leave it in the van for six weeks, months, years, however long it is until you use it, and then when you put it up, you realise there's no poles, there's no pegs, and, and there's it's a massive been sat wet in a bag yeah, for six and it's months. it's ripped. Yeah. Then it's not I worth four hundred. I generally
0: speaking with a driveway awning they're thrown into the deal yeah. for the most part. Um but yeah, You've got you're to, right in what yeah, you're saying. Sure. If it is uh, you know, a high end ticket, yeah, you know, ticket item and it's actually reflecting in the price of the vehicle, you would want to see it. No, yeah. absolutely. But the other option is obviously the wind out awning or the pull out awning. Yeah. And that can come in one of a few uh, variations, can it? So you can have a cassette type awning, which is wind out, and that looks like a cassette. No, no. <laughs> uh, the, the way I think about a cassette is something I you'd stick into a hi-fi back in yeah. the day. But no, the cassette awning is basically a solid uh, rectangular cuboid box on the side of your van. And you will stick a winding handle into the side of that and it can pull out from the side of the van anywhere up to two and a half, three metres. Yeah, yeah. And they're excellent for providing some shelter from the rain or the sun or whatever it may be um, but they can be quite easily damaged by driving away and not realizing you've still got, ink, got it out which oh, I've seen okay. done before it can be damaged by, by the wind yeah. or whatever it may be or the actual awning box can be damaged by some again some low low hanging branches as you're driving around you can actually damage the cassette and I've seen uh, motorhome specialists with piles of these things set out because people have put them away incorrectly or um, you know they've been damaged whilst out camping and they just get replaced on warranty so you can actually come across them like piles of them at motorhome specialists who do things like insurance work and stuff like that so, oh, okay. so yes when you are looking at a van with a cassette type awning check that it folds out all the way and goes in all the way and that all the items are there and that it's all working correctly and it's the same with the rollout non-cassette type awnings and they work in a very similar manner but they are not in a box like a solid box they're in almost like a zip-up bag oh okay and you unzip the bag and you physically roll out the awning with its poles and then you will erect the poles and the guy ropes again to make a short-term shelter really they're not designed to be up for days and days and days but they can be yeah
1: and it's, but again check they all work and yeah because you're preventing sort of hidden surprises down the line to wind out a awning is only going to take a couple of minutes just make sure yep the legs are there and there's nothing missing absolutely. because getting in extra parts if it's a old discontinued awning. and you buy a new one because you can't get legs for it it's going to be a bit annoying so yeah just checking it but to... again
0: they normally get thrown into the deal so it'll be put yeah. in the description but again yes yeah. you could use it as your bartering points super next next up, are we going into another uh, Patreon
1: well, story as you may have seen I've just been trying to click on my laptop and it I believe it's frozen excellent so I'm stuck on Jamie Hills at the moment so <laughs> we'll carry on and hopefully that
0: comes back super um so we're working down the side of the van now, we've done the roof, we've done the awning.
1: Doors and windows. Yep. Very important. Yes, different aged vehicles have different, um, w- so the windows in the back, typically the newer vehicles they are bonded on. Yep. The older ones they are typically, um, sort of got the rubber, the H-pattern rubbers, haven't they, round them. Yeah, what they're called, Clayton Wright. That's the actual
0: name of the what's called the H-pattern rubber. Oh, okay. And so if you've got an older van that's maybe been converted from a panel van, you get those H-pattern Clayton Wright rubbers. And, yeah, they can go hard and brittle and they can shrink down over time as well. So um, they can be the cause of leaks. Yep. So definitely start looking at those. So we'll start with the older vans then, I yep. guess. If we're, So looking at windows and doors and rubbers and stuff, yes, like I said, they shrink, they dry up, they crack and they can be the cause of leaks. On some of the older vans, you can find that sometimes they've been sealed up with a bit of silicon or something as a bodge repair. It would be best if they were new or at least renewed. We renew a lot of window rubbers here, don't we?
1: Yeah, it's one of the sort of jobs that we do quite often. Yeah, because and it's worth doing. I think as well because people do leave them. I don't think they realise the importance of it, and then potentially someone might buy a van that wants to look after it and goes oh, the window rubber needs doing. And then, actually, when you look round them, what well, they, they all need doing. Because if they're potentially the originals or they've all been done at the same time, yeah, yeah. they're all going to age at a fairly similar rate. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be a particularly expensive thing to replace them all if they all need doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, in fact, the Clayton Wright ones aren't original to the vehicle per se. Um So they're not factory-quality rubber. Yeah. However, they're generally very good. The vehicle... Window rubbers themselves, again, generally they're very good. If they're not touched or disturbed, they will be fine in the vehicle. Um, But the ones you've got to look out for, and again, we've replaced a lot on different vans, are things like door rubbers and boot rubbers sliding door rubbers and they things like that easy, they get damaged quite they get damaged very know. easily they're neglected when it comes to cleaning and they compress over time and again rubber gets brittle and hard over time and we're telling you all of this not necessarily because it's a mechanical thing but you, we're trying to prevent you having leaks and water ingress into your van because if you get leaks and water ingress into your van everything will get damp your wooden interior will get damaged your curtains your carpeting your upholstery would all get slightly dank and damaged and you can certainly tell when a van is damp you can just open the sliding door and you think oof
1: yeah it's almost in line with what we've spoken about before is when you're buying a vehicle get the mechanical side of stuff done first and then second to that if you're buying a out-the-box interior there's a couple there, can range anywhere between 600 and 2000 pounds which is a good chunk of money if you're going to put one of those in you want to make sure that the vehicle's watertight because the last thing you want to do is put your nice new interior don't in don't put then. it in a leaky van yeah yeah um normally yeah, so.
0: though that would get it would get done if, if someone's having a respray or a repaint um but it's certainly something to consider yeah. so the actual door rubbers sliding door rubbers um All of which are items that are very inexpensive to replace, really, yeah, and we've done a lot of how to's and stuff on door rubbers we've got certainly got a door rubber thing coming up as well. we've done window rubbers again, fairly easy to replace as long as you've got in in the clayton right rubbers, for example, if you've got the right tool super easy to do, really aren't they it's the right it can tool. make the difference, yeah,
1: it's having a spare person to hold on to the glass mm-hmm. when you're in the corners and stuff, and yeah. also buying the right rubbers Yeah, um, we have a supplier called Seals Direct who are really, Seals Plus Direct, yeah, yeah. really helpful and really good at getting the right ones and have a, I've a recommended right a
0: lot of people to that recently because I always keep my eye on things like the forums and stuff Yeah. Um, and what's funny is obviously we've done a lot of videos now um, and if people go oh, where do I get these rubbers from I will say this is where you get the rubbers from, and you can check out how to fit them on our video. And I will put that promotion. Yeah, <laughs> it's very handy to do, but it saves a lot of ball ache in the in the sense that I don't have to describe step by step how to do that. I can just post a video and job done, nice yeah. and easy. And it's it saves a lot of time really. Yeah, yeah. Um. But when it also comes to windows, say if you've got a converted camper van like a Rhymo or a Westfalia, your plastic double glazed windows because a couple of the older vans came with plastic or pvc double glazed windows they can go milky or cloudy yeah yeah. not so much a bartering point but don't be too dismayed because they can be restored and back to life we did that on a t4 recently didn't we all the windows were super scratched and cloudy and we got um got them wet sanded and polished up and they came out beautiful didn't they yeah yeah um some of them are quite hard to get hold of the double glazed ones in particular the westphalia ones on some of the earlier t3s um and it's a good thing to check out if they're cracked or got pieces missing because again brittle goes plastic over time so yeah i think that's that's it's certainly a good point to look out for when it comes to the windows yeah um and also in terms of security i guess Yeah. Check so that's, all the, last, mechanisms that's work. the
1: last thing on the out outside areas yeah is making sure as you say all the windows open close doors open and close yeah and from the inside as well um making sure the sliding door opens from the inside um, because it might be something simple as it hasn't got a handle or it might be mm. something more. It's an
0: MOT failure, that, as well.
1: If you Safety.
0: Yeah, if you have seating in the back of a van and you have no way of opening the door from the inside, for example, yeah, that's an MOT failure. Yeah, and yeah. a safety feature, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want out. to be in a situation and not be able to open a door to get out. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, valid points there. Um, again we're not concentrating on the mechanical side however being able to open and close a door is a very good thing so and again just another point that you can tick off the list when it comes to looking around a van
1: yeah and opening that door leads us nicely into looking at the interior boom segue (laughs) done yes absolutely
0: so again we're not concentrating on the mechanical part in the cab and all the cab controls and stuff we are concentrating purely on the interior here so anything from the upholstery the the hobbs the sinks the cooker the bed all that sort of stuff that's what we're going to be moving on to next but let's have
1: another yeah my laptop's back Hurrah. in the room now so we can good job man. back over to patreon corner um let's do it i've just let's go patreon corner I like it. it yeah it hit me there i feel it was quite creative um so luke gosling self-proclaimed creative uh, yeah. mind yeah go on luke i'm gonna put on my cv um he has said hi lee and the team i'm the team there so Hurrah. that's me um, we always wanted a camp oh, people are looking at me in the background going, <laughs> I'm the team as well, sorry. <laughs> Ali and, and Izzy as well, yep, the team. Uh, we always wanted a camper van but could never afford a partially slash converted van. So we wrote the idea off. We then had the idea of looking at base vans or one with just a makeshift bed in it because they were much cheaper. Stumbled across our channel and wondered um, if I can convert it myself. Um, after watching the videos, it became apparent we could actually do it ourselves. And although the electrics seemed daunting, after much deciding, they pulled the trigger on a red T four which had a makeshift bed in it. They fully gutted it, sounded and insulated, carpeted, fitted the flooring and the electrics. They're now glad they went that route because not only was it cheaper, there are no hidden surprises and know that no corners have been cut.
0: Well done. That is awesome. So through an absolute result of our videos, somebody's bought and converted their own van or ripped out the, the partially converted van and then started all over again. Yeah. Now, well done and to on, you.
1: Yeah. And on the patron point of that as well, obviously these are coming from our patrons. there's one thing they mentioned there is the electrics were something they're a bit worried about. Luke has been someone who's asked us questions about the electrics. Absolutely, one-on-one so, on one questions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you have an area that you think, oh, I don't want to build a van because of this, we are here to
0: help. And if we can't answer it, we have got lots of people in the industry that will help us or assist us in that, answering Absolutely. those questions as well. So it pays to be a patron.
1: Oh, there's the tagline. Yeah, we've just <laughs> we've just made two great taglines. right? Yeah, patron so...
0: corner, and it pays to be a patron. Oh, Anyone writing today. these down?
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, there is Luke's, and then a quick one is a very short one. And this goes on, because I was leaving this one because I knew what it's going to make me talk about, which is something we've mentioned before, is urban arc overland he bought a totally blank canvas um, he would found a van had a few extras from factory he converted it to exactly how he thought he want but it was still wrong it's not until you use it that you know what you need so yep. layout number two is coming already which is exactly what I'm doing at the moment with my van. So we have mentioned it.
0: What well, time are we on? We are at 41 minutes. Wow, 41 minutes has gone already. It's just hit 42 minutes. 42 so minutes.
1: Yeah. So you are about 41 and 58. Lee's got the paperwork there. If you listened last week, um, <laughs> we mentioned that... Our- I've got a history of mentioning my van on this, and it was in my mind this week to not say as much, so that's why it's taken a bit of a while, but I haven't looked at these. We had, how many was it? We
0: had six people after the result of last week's video. So I said if you wanted to take a guess at what time Dan mentions his van, you have to comment on the YouTube video, hashtag Dan's van, and give us a time. And we had six people, and the winner this week, who will win a t-shirt is Daniel Gibbons. He estimated 35 minutes. And the earliest guest, Dan, was 12 minutes and 35. The latest was 35. So he is closest to our 41 and 55 seconds whatever it was. So uh daniel get in touch and uh, we shall send you a t-shirt anybody else who made a guess will receive a sticker so anybody else who's listening to this send us a quick message with your postcode sorry with your address and postcode and we shall send a sticker off to you and again that goes for next week we shall do are we carrying it over i don't know do you want to carry it over see if hashtag dan's van <laughs> it follows like on restricted <laughs> okay now we'll leave it but no um i really like i really like that um but yes going back to the point um Urban Arc Overland. Is that right? I've got that right? Yes. He is an um, online buddy of ours, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's been following us for a while. He's a just, just bought a cap. He's just tagged us on Instagram with his cap. Looks awesome, buddy. So um, thanks for doing he's that He's got for a big, us. I
1: think, sprinter conversion. It's quite a big Something vehicle. Similar. Yeah, yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, layout number two is definitely the way to go.
0: Yeah, you've got to, and again, people who have um, got these vans, it's very good to, yes, Maybe just throw a bed in it, get out camping in it, see what you like, especially if you're spending a lot of money building it yourself. Yeah. But also, again, like you said, doing the research is a good point.
1: So moving on from all that, we are now in the interior of the van.
0: Crikey, this is going to be a long one this week. I think it's going to be a worthwhile one, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that you said was that you should check in the vehicle was the bed now that was mainly because that is ideally that surprised you as well yeah i don't know what i was thinking in terms of what was the most important because obviously there's some things that are more important to others if it's got a good electrical system if it's got a gas cooker and obviously if the gas is badly done that's more important but the bed is the camper van at the end of the day isn't it so
0: if you're looking to buy a camper van try out the bed yeah. Try out the bed because is it a camper van without a bed in it? I don't know. I don't think it is. And the reason you are buying a camper van is so you can take it away and sleep in it. So, yeah. the most important thing, in my opinion, is to pull out the bed, yep. see that the mechanism works, see how easy it is to convert from a seat into a bed, and then lay on it. Yeah. You know, that will give you a good idea if the cushions are knackered or the upholstery is minging or whatever it may be, or well, the bed's just not right for me. Because, again, a bed is one of those expensive things to replace potentially if you want to go for a crash tested bed or a to tested bed like we've just featured the rusty lee beds are ones we would um, approve every time and they can be expensive it's probably apart from a pop top i would say good tested bed is probably the single biggest expenditure for good reason because they've got to be safe they've got to be seat belted depending on the van again and they've got to be comfy so having a flat level bed that's easy to operate is like right on the top of my list before electrics before gas, before the furniture, you're sleeping in that van. If you want to take it away for good periods of time, having a good bed in there.
1: Yeah, and before testing it as well, just sort of visually, is the upholstery ripped? Because if that needs replacing, that could be an expense. Yeah, you can pay anywhere
0: um, between four and eight hundred quid to get um, upholst- re upholstery done in your seat. Yeah. It seems I, ridiculous, but it's all time and materials.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the other thing as well, is if you're. If you're wanting something really bespoke, you're maybe um, looking at getting that done anyway. I know people have different tastes, uh-huh. and there are a lot of vans being sold with bright coloured beds, which for some people it looks really cool. Other people they might want a more neutral look. So yeah, yeah if you're yeah. if it's one of the things you're thinking of replacing anyway, it doesn't matter too much. But the actual frame of the bed as well. Um, the typically from what we've found the better quality ones they are better quality all over aren't they so they they pull out smoother and they um don't rattle when you're that's right there in so it's the build quality position. you're after it's just, yeah just especially stuff a more like that. yeah um, and little stuff as well like the cupboards underneath have they been put together we're going to talk more about that next but mm-hmm with the rock and roll beds you can and obviously the slide pull out um, beds what's the condition like underneath in the storage area is that a good size space what's under there can you utilize it for what you want Um, because if it's not and you need to change it that's a lot more time and expense absolutely um so yeah that's that's the important
0: thing look at the bed
1: yeah so moving on we've mentioned the walls floor being damp potentially already we mentioned it with the roof with any leaky skylights with around the doors how would we easily tell if it's got severe amount of damp well
0: I think first of all before we get into the walls it's what be- is what's behind the walls obviously yep. you know we are um, big supporters of throwing a good amount of insulation and sound deadening so a little quick check to see whether or at least ask the owner if you know if it's been sound deadened and maybe even just you know, go around the whole van tapping the yeah, panels yeah. to see whether they've actually got sound deadening. But um yeah, so I think before we look at the walls and floor, definitely sound deadening. Ask about if not, um, you know, maybe just do see if you can ask to do maybe a visual check behind a panel, something like that. I know you the seller won't want you to tear apart their van, but um yes. The yeah, sound deadening the, and um, insulation is definitely important. Yeah, if
1: it's got panels that have poppers on it, mm-hmm. it's not gonna take two minutes no. just to pop one.
0: That's right, and then moving on to the panels. Um, obviously, any signs it will differ. Yeah, if it's a modern van, it's been carpeted. Check the level of carpeting if it's been done to a good standard. If it's an older van, your carpeting or your upholstery on the walls is definitely going to be degraded. Yeah, they can turn to dust sometimes if it's if it's an old carpet. Again, it's an expenditure if you want to change it, we've done it to a few vans recently, um actually ripping out the interior, changing the carpet, and then putting it all back in again. It's expensive, mainly down to the labor, but it's doable, so it's yeah. not the end of the world. but you are looking for signs of damp, yep, and your uh, damp can obviously show itself in different ways, obviously initially moisture, but then mold and just discoloration in the carpet you yeah. can look for as well That's' yeah, a, it's a
1: light gray carpet and it's well, it's a fifty shades of gray, yeah, and yeah. then it's probably um And it goes with the floor as well, Um, discoloured floor
0: and blown out floors as well, obviously if there is a leak, um, the floor might be higher higher on one end, lower on the other, maybe even under the bed like you spoke about before, in some of the older vans you can lift up the base cushion, have a check under that area in that storage compartment if it's damp or it's dirty or mouldy, whatever it may be. I've just seen a picture online today of somebody who bought this van, lifted up the bag of uh, tent pegs or whatever it is underneath, and it's just growing stuff underneath. So you've got to look out. You've got to be aware of those sorts of things as well. At the end of the day, if you are going for an older van, you are buying a classic car as well
1: as an apartment on wheels. So lots of different things you've got to look for. And it's, it's a fine line between checking stuff and destroying their van because one thing is... If you've got the floor down and then maybe a vinyl covering over it, you can't... Obviously, there's a little rays in place uh-huh. if it's very damp, but the sidestep is a potentially a way that you can look in and see the condition of it, especially around that area. Most sidesteps on newer vehicles are just those clips that pop out. Uh-huh. So if it's at the stage where you're worried that there might be damp in the floor and there's water in there, ask maybe to pop the sidestep out and yeah. just have a look because it could potentially be a bigger problem if you've got a fully converted van and you need to rip the floor out that's days if not months worth of work just doing it all over again again again
0: another point that we've got to cover is the floor yeah so definitely one to look out for
1: yeah yeah um so yeah the, the the floor again not going too much into underneath the floor but as in on the in the actual vehicle it's yeah it's mainly just the raising is one big key part um the floor covering, we've seen those um, slatted floors that Oh, um, in. Yeah, what's when, that called? I want to say tongue and groove. That's not right. It's laminate, not, floor. laminate floor. Laminate flooring. Yeah, don't put laminate floor in a van. They can be... Uh, just don't do it. You, I've done it. Yeah.
0: It's a stupid idea. Yeah. Because the moment you get them wet, they start to bow. Yeah. Um, they attract dirt because you get dirt in the grooves. It's great for a house. Yeah. Not so good for a camper van. Don't yep. do it. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Don't do it. And if it's got <laughs> it, just be prepared to pull it out because it's great. Yeah, yeah. That's especially yeah. cheaper stuff because it's made of cheaper materials it bows it splits it's just crap it scratches easily mm-hmm. just leave it so
1: moving on upwards from and inwards the we floor. are looking at the interior yes that was the furniture is on the next list absolutely do you want to take a quick we've got a couple more patrons yes we'll take one more i'm just getting a bit, a bit of right about the time, time. Okay. yeah we have dominic pascal he bought hey, the vehicle as a bike transport van it was only carpeted it was a bit grubby in places which was leading us on to what we're talking about now yeah. which is the cleanliness of it he was fairly okay because it was from someone he knew and it was he knew it was mechanically fine and it just needed a good cleanup but if the vehicle is very clean isn't very clean that could potentially reflect if someone's not looking after it mm-hmm. um it might just mean that they're still using it as a vehicle and they happen Day to take today. it down to the yeah, park yeah, yeah. yesterday and the, it's got it dirty but if it's looks like long-term dirt um on the floor and the walls everywhere then you got to sort of think oh, have they been looking after this vehicle as well as they could have been yeah and that goes for the furniture as well you mentioned earlier the condition of the units yeah
0: absolutely so was that all from
1: Dominic? Don't um you? he was just saying about how he bought the vehicle as a Bike transport van It was a bit grubby And um, yeah So he started
0: But not a bad basis If it's just been used To transport bikes Yeah and I again guess. It's
1: the whole thing He bought it from someone He knew So Perfect If you tr- trust their um, mm. What they've said Then yeah You shouldn't have But no you're problem. right in what you
0: say So um, We've worked on Let's say 100 plus vans And it's um, Well we used to tell people To completely empty their vans, Depending on what work We were doing Was to completely empty Their vans Of what's in it So we don't spend An hour of their time And money yeah. Emptying it out and then an hour putting it all back in again neatly and then in the in between that is cleaning it all because yeah, yeah. oh my god. Obviously these are people's houses slash kitchens, slash bedrooms, slash
1: bathrooms. And when you say taking everything, you mean sort of uh food stuffs yeah, food. Card
0: games, tent pegs, candles, smellies. I've found all multitude of items <laughs> in camper vans, you don't even wanna know. In fact one of the, the lesser disgusting things, I had spent a week climbing inside and outside this blooming camper van like getting up close and personal changing electrics and everything and it wasn't till i was just cleaning the van ready to give back to the owner and i found a kama sutra book under the driver's seat and it was one of those who i've just been climbing in it <laughs> so yeah whether it had been used as a bit of a den i don't know but yeah. it was just one of those that yes i i had to take a shower after I, that one I
1: did ask you not to tell the story of when you worked on my van <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it was pretty grim. So cleanliness is a very good sign of obviously maintenance. Um, if you're looking to buy a camper van. if it's yours to own, yes, it'd be nice to to include some things like pots and pans and cups and knives and forks, maybe. Yeah, but you don't want to buy a van with everybody's life story in it. No, and because it makes for some grim discoveries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, in terms of the condition of the interior, we're looking at dirt. We're not looking at dirt. Why did I say that? We're looking at making sure it's not dirty. Uh, All the doors operate nicely. They lock and close. The drawers operate nicely as well. Again, all those things that you would do if you were buying anything else You Just make sure it works correctly, really. Um, But then let's look into those uh, items that are inside those units, such as the fridge, the hob, the sink. And again, I don't want to dwell too much on them, but it's just a case of making sure they operate correctly. Starting with the fridge. If it's a three-way fridge that works on gas, 240 volt and 12 volt, give it a good test. Because who knows, the person who owned it before you may not have ever run it off gas. Yeah. May not have ever run it off 12 volt. They, must have only, they might have only ever plugged it into 240 when they get to a campsite. Again, it could be a good bartering point. Same with the hob. Does the hob work correctly is it clean is there a grill with that hob and if so do you still have the grill pan with it and the you know all the bars and stuff so it's looking at things are complete things are working things are clean yeah and i'm not trying to teach people how to suck eggs here it's just i know people have been caught out they've spent damn good money on a really nice vehicle and things just don't work it's and one that, of those yeah, to... might,
1: as, as we've said many a times it might not be a reason to walk away but yeah it's a point to yeah. think about can you how much are going to cost to get it repaired can you get some money off the van because of it i've got Um, a classic for you actually (laughs) it's an older t3
0: type 25 van a person had just bought it and they brought it round, and they said can you just check the water tank for me please because it just doesn't smell right and my tap doesn't work Turns out the previous owner had filled that water tank with diesel, thinking it was the diesel tank, and it just completely melted. And just like the water no. the water pump inside it just looked like this hot mess of plastic. Because the diesel... Like, the tank itself was fine, Yeah, but the pump and the hose had just completely melted. It was just hanging off these two, like, threadbare wires. Nasty. Yeah. That'd have been a nice cup of tea if it had worked, wouldn't it? Can God. you imagine? So we literally had to rip the whole thing out yeah. and start afresh with a little bottle. Just because the fillers... In fact, the fillers were completely on opposite sides of the vehicle, but someone had obviously just thought, yeah, that's where I put my diesel, filled this thing up with 30 litres of diesel and completely melted the pump in the meantime. So, yes, look out for things like yeah, that yeah. when it comes to utilities. Is the water, uh, if it's got a, an inbuilt tank, when was it cleaned? Is it full of skanky, horrible water? Does the pump even work? Does the drainage work? Because that's just as important. Yeah. Is the water draining out to the van, or is it draining to a waste tank? When was the last time the waste tank was clean? And
1: if it's got the tank If it's as got well. the tank, Because yeah. that's why I thought that was the story I was going. I thought you guys that it wasn't even connected to anything. No, no, we've had that um, too. Yeah.
0: You've had that too. You you empty your tank or you pull... Sorry, you pull the plug on your sink and it just empties into the cupboard. It's thin. Oh, why Christ, would you yeah. even bother? <laughs> yeah, some real horror stories we've seen.
1: Yeah, so on that, very quickly as well, we obviously got... With those appliances, you've got the gas side of it. So there's a couple of things to visually look out for that and there's obviously there's certain paperwork that you can ask if it, they've got it a yep. gas safety check is always a good one if it's recent that's mainly from the dealers i don't know how many you'd get from the side of a road if it's a
0: pre-built cam fan it's been built by a professional company and i'm not saying joe blogs who's built five on his driveway and he's now a professional company i'm talking about somebody who's certified vat registered can provide a form of warranty whatever it is you need to make sure that, that gas install is done correctly and that it's been signed off by a certified gas installer, gas fitter, gas tester. Yeah. Everything that leaves here has got a gas test on it, and so it should. But if you've bought a self build camper van, please do make sure that the gas is fitted correctly and that the gas bottle is stored correctly. Because, again, that's a biggie. Yep. People store gas bottles right next to their leisure battery. Uh-uh, really yep. not a good idea. Yep. Really don't do that. Because, again, it's against the rules. There's... It's a bit of a grey area sometimes when it comes to building cameravans, but we kind of base it on the uh, rules and regulations that caravans and motorhomes are built to. It's slightly different in a metal-framed vehicle, such as a T5, T6, but motorhomes should have in-vents, out-vents for airflow and stuff like that. But certainly when you're storing gas, it should be in a vented, sealed chamber, and then the area should be completely tested, or the whole system should be tested by a gas checker. And The same goes for the electrics as well. I know that's where probably what you want to move on to
1: next yeah that'll be the next thing and with the the gas as well if you buy a camper van that hasn't got that certificate we've recently purchased one for one of our vehicles like a range we've had the gas test around last week 70 to 80 pounds so it's not a massive amount of money just for that peace of mind it's well worth doing um especially if you're using it um so (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) I don't know where that was going. And maybe have
0: a look at the, uh, <laughs> uh, even the likes of a carbon monoxide to test. Yes, carbon that's monoxide a very good one. tester or alarm. Yeah, make sure it's installed. If it's got one, make sure it's installed correctly and the batteries are in it. Yeah. Um, if it's not, certainly consider one.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, moving on to the electrics, we've split this into twelve volt and twelve volt, two volt and two forty for sure. Um, because obviously they are for the most part, they
0: are two separate entities: twelve volt yes. and two forty volt. If you have a more advanced motorhome or more advanced build. 240 and 12 volt systems do merge yeah but i would suggest if you have a more complex system and you are looking to purchase it you should get a specialist to look over that yeah or at, at least make sure the system is tested yeah, but let me
1: there's lots of different not disturb you again levels from that isn't there because obviously you've got a very basic system that might just be a split charger and some lights and a cigarette lighter or you might have a solar panel kit that's going to last you for yeah. six weeks in the wilderness so yeah it's a lot variants so the first one we're going to go on the 12 volt is does it have a split charger
0: yes um most camper vans especially built should have a form of split charge and we've gone into split charges in the past in more than one video yeah um basically you're taking the electric you're taking the charge from your alternator and diverting it from the the vehicle battery once the vehicle battery is fully charged um Your split charge can come in one of many different forms make sure it's got it make sure it's working yep um and you do that by running the engine and checking the voltage of the battery yeah but that would then lead us on to the battery make sure if you're spending good money on a motorhome or a camper van that it's got an actual leisure battery and not just a car battery
1: yeah this it's one of those points that it might not seem like a big deal but obviously these batteries are designed to do different things the leisure batteries are designed for releasing their power over a, a longer time yep whereas the vehicle batteries are designed to sort of throw it all to start the engine yeah pump in. out so, a bunch of amps real quick yeah so, so they can start a start mode it's room. going to be a lot more efficient system if you've got a good decent leisure battery absolutely and, as you said just testing the voltage of it if it's sat right down low and they've told you they've charged it up then there's something wrong with that battery and it will need replacing and that could be another 100 one to two 200 pounds yep. um straight off the bat so yeah um
0: with the rest of the wiring is that where you were going to next
1: yes i was gonna talk <laughs> to you about wiring now we spend lots of time keeping ours nice and neat and Using cable tie base. Wire management you, is yeah. big in my game. Yeah. And I. I it was lesson one at Coombe Valley Campus, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely cable management. Be wary of self builds
0: out there. Even be wary of con- uh, professional conversions. Mm. I've seen some horrific wiring yeah. on some conversion vans. And I'm talking, you know, Halford style wire terminal connectors all slammed onto a battery terminal with no fuses Not on a really. professional van. Yeah. So. And then it was up to that owner who just bought that van to have it completely rewired because it just yeah. wasn't safe. But, yeah. You know, having a a few having a wiring system in a vehicle with no fuses is, is not safe at all. So certainly
1: look after that. And it's a bit of a giveaway as well, isn't it? If they have just thrown the cables in and not like even use a single cable tie, and it's just in there under the bed maybe or at the back of the interior. That reflects on the level of the workmanship that they've yeah. maybe done throughout. And have they? Then spent time making sure everything's and it's tightened up. Yeah, if it's and,
0: ma- if it's very untidy on the areas that you're looking, you can only imagine how bad it is on the areas you can't see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very important to check that the wiring's there. It's neat, it's tidy, it's using good terminations on, yep. the, on the wiring. Have a look over it, and if you're not sure at what you're looking at. Take somebody who knows electrics, knows yeah. and knows automotive electrics. Yeah, auto electrics. Because I know stuff, a lot. Yeah. I, we've had customers in who are household electricians and give us camper vans for us to do the wiring on the twelve volt system. Yeah, that's not unheard of. Yeah, because they don't know enough about it. They don't pretend they know enough about it. They just give it to somebody who knows. So if you are unsure, make sure you either take a form of testing equipment with you or ask somebody who knows what they're looking
1: at. Yeah, and you mentioned briefly fuses. Yes That's a very important area because obviously if they're not there it can lead to um, lots of problems now the fuse box you'd want to have a look at that as well yeah. make sure they're all there they're not all blown because if all the fuses are blown that could be an issue for the
0: most part 12 volt electrics isn't going to kill you but it can cause a hell of a lot of damage yeah now I was one of our one of the Instagram pages I follow the cable tie technician he's a professional vehicle converter and coach builder. And he did a just an Instagram story of cable management, and it's he said the same. It's so important yeah. for decent cable wiring routing management because if you have a live cable that um, shorts itself onto a bit of vehicle bodywork, you know, and if it's if it, uh, an electrical system that's got no fuses in, there's a fire right there. And yeah, yeah. if you've just spent good money on a camper van with no fuses in and it then burns down, who's that down to? It's probably yeah, down yeah. to you if you've not checked it. So and it's...
1: With that sort of thing as well, it makes it easier for you long-term. Like We worked on a vehicle probably about a year ago now where the cable at the front of the vehicle was blue, then halfway through it changed to green, and at the end it was red. Absolutely. And I spent hours on that just trying to work out what was what because none of the earths were the same colour and there was no consistency with it as well. So if you're buying a vehicle and the electrics look really messy and untidy it's only going to cause you more problems down the line. And yeah, trust us, we've, we've found out the hard way of that one with yeah. vehicles that have come in and it's just like, where do you start? So yeah, and obviously, again, a it's safety very point of that, earth consistency and stuff like that. So yeah, that is one to be sort of definitely have a look at. That definitely. is pretty much it on the 12-volt, unless you've thought of anything else. Um, and the I think to
0: extend the 12-volt side... Uh... If you've got solar panels fitted, just make sure they are fitted correctly and they have a form of controller. You don't want to wire a solar panel in directly to the battery in any way, shape or form. It has to go through a form of controller first yep. because the voltage that comes out of a solar panel can vary Yes. It can go as high as, say, 20 volts, maybe more, and be as low as 11, maybe less, and you can't just pump that voltage and that current directly into a leisure battery. It has to be managed to be a consistent level all the way through, and that's why it's worth getting a good controller for that leisure battery system. If you don't know what you're doing, don't bother. Yep. But if it's got the solar panels, just make sure it's fitted
1: right. Yep, 100%. Now, moving on to 240, huh. and I'm going to put the cat among the pigeons here with the whole classic. It's advertised it's got a 240 system installed, and it is an Audi Special by 20 quid, extension lead. extension lead. <laughs> now, I personally haven't heard any horror stories of those yet. On the outside of them, what they are is they're doing a similar job, but they're not the same.
0: Yeah. So, yes, a a campervan has a hard, if it's got a 240-volt system, that should be a hard-wired wiring system, much like a house. Yep mounted and earth correctly within your vehicle. Yeah. You provide power to that 240 volt system in your van via a hookup lead. It can be 5, 10, 15, 20 metres and you plug that hookup lead on one end into your campsite where they've got the hookup and the other side into the side of your van. So you're dealing with potentially deadly 240 volt electrics plugging it into the side of your metal box. Yeah, yeah. Your van. And it's got to be safe. I'm not going to elaborate too much. If you don't know what you're looking at, don't. Yep. Make okay. sure you've got And if it's coming from, even from a dealer, make sure it's got a form of test certification or it's been fitted by a qualified technician. Yeah. Electrician. Yeah.
1: That's it. Because that is... I don't want to
0: go too much into it because there is a multitude of things when it comes to 240, but it is deadly Mm -hmm. in the wrong hands.
1: Yeah. So if it's got a system in there, get it checked. And yeah, that goes for the gas as well, doesn't it? Gas and 240 is one that's come up a lot of times.
0: Especially if you mix the same two in the same little box, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah cigarette lighter as well thrown in there (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely Um, so yeah that is most of our points mainly covered yes not an
0: exhaustive list no but a big list they are we would say they're the key items that you've got to look for when considering buying a camper van yeah i believe it is a good list to start you off and it's a good list to check if you are looking at bartering points as well yeah yeah if you are on a budget you could potentially utilize points against the vehicle however these items Can be repaired potentially. Yep. You know, you can reinstall electrics, you can reinstall gas.
1: As we've gone along there we've sort of started to estimate prices of a lot of these things to give us a clue. Yeah, yeah. I think what it was doing is sort of smashing those rose-tinted glasses straight off onto the floor and going, right, you're looking at a van. Don't just think, (laughs) oh, that's amazing. Think about these points. And, yeah, as you mentioned, my homework now is to go and make a blog of this. Yes. (laughs) So there's... um,
0: (laughs) So by Friday, we want to complete... No, I'm joking. Friday? But I'm not. I'm not. I want this into a list by Friday, Dan. Yeah. No, I'm
1: Tuesday morning. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that is... Definitely, something. To a think lot about. of
0: information there. Yeah. If we can get a list out to you in time to check at the same time, we may be able to. I'm not going to it promise will be, it though. Yeah,
1: it'll be on the to-do list, and it'll be something that. Um, but certainly, if you released. need to
0: re-listen to this podcast and have a pen and paper with you, for the meantime, it's definitely a good list to check against. Yeah. For when it comes to considering buying your dream campervan, for sure.
1: Yep. And going back to what we spoke about last week. If you have a friend that owns a camper van or is in at the least trade... Has some, has some experience. of what to look out for, then take them along with you yep. as well because it's almost that sort of person to hold your hand a little bit and just sort of... They won't be getting as excited as you. If, if you're looking at a vehicle and getting all like, oh, wow, wow, they might be looking at it and going, oh, God, and then take you aside and go, do you realise what this is? So I'm, we're not saying that every van's going to be awful, but it's just these things that you need to look out for just to protect and that, yourself.
0: And at this moment in time, vans and camper vans especially are at a premium. And there are a lot of people who are there to maybe rip you off. I don't wanna sugarcoat it. There are yeah, people yeah. out there who want to make a quick buck from a camper van and so they will lash up a crap van in shiny paint, make you fall in love with it and in reality you've and we've seen it even in the last year.
1: Yeah.
0: We had a very unfortunate case where somebody had spent a lot of hard earned on what Presented itself as a beautiful camper van, and it was nothing but a turd on wheels. Was it really? It was yeah. horrible. It was absolutely it was 90% horrible.
1: Ninety percent filler, wasn't it? Yeah. it was. It had
0: a fairly good engine, but there's only because they spent loads of money on that engine in the end. But it was a death trap. Yeah, yeah. such a shame. And we just don't want that to happen to you people. Please don't don't go in there with your rose-tinted specs on. Just put your sensible hat on. Look at this as not only a camper van, but an apartment and a classic car, potentially, and something that you may have to spend a lot of money on, so just be sensible with it.
1: Yeah, and... It also, if you're looking at a vehicle that's only just being converted as well, that doesn't mean it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, these, these are all tests that you need to do to mm-hmm. every vehicle. And
0: if you're buying that build camper van, built camper van from a dealer or an alleged dealer, make sure, maybe they're a VAT-registered company for sure, and that they have a form of warranty. Because yeah. a lot of dealers out there are selling used vans too, and they may not have done the checks that we've talked spoken about today. So yeah, yeah let's let's consider that too
1: absolutely next week's episode i look forward to this because we're gonna have another guest on yes we're gonna delve into online conversations we managed to do pretty well last week it went well didn't
0: it yes yeah it was really nice to have ryan in um and talk about the pros and cons of of buying a van from a dealership for the most part and just buying a vehicle and what to look out for but next week um we're moving on so you've bought your dream van in theory. You've bought your dream camper van, in theory, and next week we're going to tell you how to make it look like a million dollars. We're going to yeah. tell you how to clean it, all the products to use, and we're going to have a special guest.
1: Absolutely. And that yeah. will apply to if you've bought a project as well, because uh-huh. if you've watched our YouTube channel, the first thing we ever do when we get a new vehicle in is give it a good clean. Yeah, because it, it comes to jet
0: wash, Yeah, scrub and brush.
1: And it gives you a, a better idea of what you're left with as well.
0: Absolutely. That's you
1: get to know a vehicle once you cleaned it. Yeah. But for today i think that's all done yep i have um go on i've tried to perfect the ending a little bit go the last week i said i was going to write a little speech i haven't quite written a little speech <laughs> because i hold not- tight really. people yeah. it's coming i just little few points that we i think we should mention at the end of every go. podcast i'm ready so yeah this has been the campervan cast you're looking so- i'm very excited that's over there <laughs> isn't it it's like <laughs> my big moment Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please give it a thumbs up on YouTube or give it a review, however you're listening, and share it with a friend if you know that they'll be interested as well. Absolutely. Congratulations.
0: No, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, and also consider subscribing. Yes. And if you'd like to support the channel in any way, i miss stuff (laughs) (laughs) if you'd like to support the channel please head over to uk and take a look at our patreon page absolutely um, where you can become a patreon as we've discussed we've had a couple of patrons tell us about their stories today and also if you're watching this and you like my hoodie or if you looked at previous episodes and you've liked my hat or even the hoodie that dan's wearing right now you can buy your very i couldn't see the logo (laughs) i didn't know you were wearing us um yes you can go and buy a piece of our merch from there as well well or even the stickers
1: absolutely it all helps out again briefly quickly going on to it if you um got involved in the competition don't forget to send us your details yeah we will be getting um,
0: in touch with people when we can find them but in the meantime if your name is daniel gibbons and you've correctly guessed at 35 minutes then yeah ping us a message straight away okay thank you very much thank you daniel and a thank you to everybody listening it's going really really well so far well it is from here <laughs> <laughs> thanks again <laughs>